0: Hello and welcome to Music Talk. The podcast that covers the best albums and songs that music has to offer. Unrestrained by genre or any musical type, I Curtis will guide you through the music you ought to be listening to. As we are commenting on music, it's worth noting that all music covered on Music Talk is covered under the Fair Use Copyright Law. With that out of the way, let's get on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to Music Talk. I'm your host, Curtis. Uh, Thanks for joining us, and a big thanks to Dave last week for joining us. We got a lot of great feedback about it. Uh, Keep in mind, you can always uh, hear more from me and Dave over at the 3 Angry Nerds podcast, as well as Nerds in Love, and occasionally other podcasts as well. But neither here nor there, we're here to talk about Music Talk. And to bring us in this week is uh, Northeast Southwest by uh, one of my favorite bands, not brands, Uh, Japan droids uh, local Vancouver band Um, doing something a little bit different this week Uh, we're not gonna do a particular album this week but rather a few different uh, albums that I think are sort of like my favorite 2017 so far Uh, obviously 2017 is uh, you know a little more than halfway done and we've got some great albums as well as uh, many more to come but you know, I just wanted to take a break, you know, in the middle of the year so far to sort of summarize some of my favorite uh, albums of the year so far. So what I'm going to be doing is uh, not just, uh, you know, doing every album, because that would be insane. I'm You and I both would be here for like hours on end. But rather, what I'm going to do is take a track off each album. Hopefully, you can go check out the rest of the album. I think it would be uh, in your guests' best interest to do so. These are all great albums, in my opinion. Also, by the way, out of uh, out of all the albums I put on here, many of them are from Canadian artists. So, gotta say, 2017, uh, big for Canadian bands. Japan Droids, uh, the one that brought us in. They're a great act. Uh, if you guys haven't heard of Japan Droids, uh, they sort of hit the scene uh, years back and I've actually seen them live actually a few times because they're a local Vancouver band. So I've sort of seen them back when they were playing the dingy bars. Uh, I'm sure uh, they probably remember <laughs> just as much as I do. They're a great band. They got such a great energy. Um, what I love about Northeast Southwest is, you know, spoilers, but I'm from Vancouver, uh, same as Japan Droids, and uh, to sort of get that sort of like energy from them. Uh, I think it's great. Uh, it's sort of... I think Northeast Southwest sort of has like the sound that I would sort of say uh, encompasses what Vancouver is like. Like if I had to sort of pick a song to say, yeah, this is Vancouver in a nutshell in 2017, I would say Northeast Southwest would definitely be it. Uh, but yeah, they're a great band. Uh, they, they just... such an energy. Uh, I think it's... and the thing is too is Northeast Southwest is not even a really complicated track. I don't really think there's too many wild themes going on, but it's just like just the sound—it's just this company scene sound of what it's like to live in the city that you know both us, both of us live in. So uh, it's it's a great track, and I think it's one that uh, you know sort of—it's hard to say whether it's going to stand the test of time, but I think you can say that for many of the tracks I'm going to be talking about today. But uh, yeah, no, I really do think that. uh, with the, the album as a whole, again, it's a lot. It's a lot more energetic, and I liked Japan Droid's first album that came out. Um, but I felt like energy-wise, it was a little subdued. And I like high-energy albums. I'm not always. I mean, you got to learn when to take a step back. But I think I always like it when. Uh, albums just sort of come out and are like hey here's a load of energy for you to deal with and I, I think it's great uh in the right hands it can be done really well and I think uh in this newest album they've done a great job of sort of energizing their sound and sort of umphing everything uh there so uh that's the first track off the album or not the first track off the album but that's the track I'm going to be uh uh basically covering so um With that, let's uh, get on to the next track here by The Shins, which is going to be called Name for You. We'll cover that in a sec. We'll come back and chat about that. that's name for you guys and uh it's a great track to sort of start off the album and i think it's actually one of my favorite shins songs ever uh the reason being that uh not only does it sort of get their sound right but it also sort of uh adds in their sort of like deeper lyrics uh, i've seen many different interpretations of the song uh and the album as a whole let's focus on the song though in particular but i think it's a it's sort of almost taking this feminist viewpoint on uh things like just life in general um i don't know because like it's interesting because like they've had songs sort of about you know like uh gay and lesbian transgender they've had like lyrics that sort of cover, cover the wide gambit before uh but uh I think it's it's also sort of like acknowledging sort of this feminist agenda, and not, not in a negative way. I don't want to you know say feminist agenda in a way that you know makes it sound like I'm a, oh it's a feminist agenda, but I think it is sort of encompassing this idea that uh, you know you, you, there's a certain viewpoint on life, and maybe you know we don't always understand it uh, you know, as they say, somebody with an antique notion, sort of, you know, kind of addresses the idea that these people are, you know, that people who are not understanding of gay culture will not understand how these people live, uh, but I think it's interesting sort of that, um, it, it's almost kind of, and again, you maybe hear me, I mean, I mean, I mean, because the song hasn't been out very long, so if, I, if I'm trying to, uh, you know, basically conjure together my thoughts, it's, uh, Because there's not really too much in the way of time to really kind of take what's been said. But uh, I I, I think it's always sort of, you know, an acknowledgement that, you know, we dictate how women should live their lives. And not always is it sort of, you know, in their best interest or in their ways, you know, what they want in life. You know, we sort of just dictate this is what you got to do. This is what you should dress like. This is what you should do. And if anything, it's kind of nice that... um, this album sort of just takes a bit of a different approach, not just to the lyrics itself, but also to, to um, the sounds as well. Again, this is a bit of a higher energy, and it focuses on something, you know, like feminism, you know, sort of addressing that this is sort of a different viewpoint on society that, you know, make guys like myself don't often understand, right? So, I think it's a, it's an interesting sort of way of keeping the Shin sound relatively similar while also touching on themes, uh, and sounds that they just haven't touched on before and it's great because if you like the shins this is more the same if you didn't like the shins this is a better version of the shins in my opinion i mean you might disagree remember three podcast at gmail.com if you disagree with me on this let me know i'd love to hear what your uh viewpoint is uh let's get to uh the next track off the album uh, or next track <laughs> see i do it because i'm so used to doing the album the next track that we're going to discuss in the next album which is uh from uh, Run The Jewels, and it's going to be Legend Has It. Let's talk about that and uh a sec here.
1: What? Hear what oh. Oh. I say. We are the business today. Fuck shit is finished today. All oh. T&J. We a new PB&J. Oh. We dropped the classic today. Oh. Oh. We did a tablet of acid today. The choice oh. with the matches and ashes away. Hey. Away. Donna in Dixon, the pistol is the away. Doctors of death, killing our patients to breath. We are the pain you can trust. How can it work? Of curses and slurs, smoking my brain in a mush. I became famous for blaming you, buck. Naming uh, my way through the brush. There was no training or taming of me and my bro. Live like a man, but I'm animal raw. We are the murderers there. That with the jail, and we murdered the murderers there. Then with the hell, and discovered the devil delivered some hurt despair. Used to have power to push, now I smoke power to push. Holy, I'm burning the bush. Now I give a fuck about none of this shit. Two runner over and out of this bitch. Step
0: into the spotlight. Woo! Woo! all right guys so that's legend has it and i really love this track i uh, also do apparently marvel studios loves this because they put it in the trailer for black panther which already a badass trailer for a movie but that's another dude over there uh i just love that uh you know, the idea that you can have this track sort of just, it, it seems to have influenced a little bit in Gears of War, funny enough, because, uh, the two rappers in the group actually kind of put them, got themselves put into Gears of War 4, and it was sort of, I guess they're huge gamers and all this other stuff, and, uh, They also put out a couple albums that I guess got a little too political for some people. Some people didn't like it. I thought it was fine. Uh, But uh, they decided to do a little bit of a return to form. Sort of like an answer to the haters who sort of said, Nah, you guys are just, you know, doing stuff that's all political and blah blah blah. You know, Trump all this other stuff. And uh, they came out with uh, this um, album, Legend Has It. And, uh, like, holy shit, is it ever good. Like, it's just what's great about this album is it's just pure rap and that's what i love about it there's no gimmicks there's no nonsense there's no nothing else dragging it down it's just pure rap and i love that uh you don't get too many uh, rap albums like that these days like kendrick lamar maybe uh drake i guess maybe uh, i don't know if you like drake i don't know i i'm not a huge fan of his but whatever uh but legend has it i just love because it it's just again just pure rap there's no gimmicks there's no nothing else it's just this great sort of track that sort of just bounces off these good like just lyrically it's just on point and the sound is just great um and again, it was in uh, the Black Panther trailer, so there's always that as well. Uh, the whole track, or the whole album, sorry, uh, sort of encompasses this wider idea of just having like this really tightly done uh, rap album, and uh, I mean, if you're a huge fan of rap, it, it's, it's gonna just blow your mind, but even if you're not a fan of rap, like, I'm not the biggest rap guy in the world. Uh, i like a lot of like the old school rap but i'm not into like the newest stuff as much uh but even if not like this is just such a great uh, track and a great album as well so i mean definitely check it out if you have a sec uh but uh definitely one that i would recommend even if you're just wherever you fall on the rap spectrum uh it's definitely uh you know something that i would recommend so with that said let's move on to the next track here that i want to discuss and that's uh, Hungry Ghost. Uh, That's off the album The Navigator by Hooray for the Riff Raff. So we're gonna just jump into that track and we'll come back and chat about that in a sec. that's the track Hungry Ghost off of The Navigator, one of my favorites uh, so far this year, album-wise. Hooray for the Riff Raff has always been just a great uh, band. It's just like, I don't know, I I feel like it's very rootsy, but it also sort of like infuses blues with rock and sort of folksy, so it's kind of like a whole bunch of different sounds, but uh, uh, I've always, I always keep going back to Hungry Ghost the track, just because uh, I guess the idea being that um, uh, you know there's just so many uh, you know just there used to be like these queer parties that people could go to and they felt safe and all that and then there was tragedies in Oakland and Orlando and all this other stuff and people felt a little less safe than they used to and I think uh, Hungry Ghost sort of uh, sort of encompasses this idea that uh, you know we should be able to go out and we should be able to go enjoy ourselves. Uh, you know, there's that track, I've been a lonely girl, but I'm ready for the world, and I think it sort of just says like, hey, you know, we've been pushed back into the shadows, but we are ready to reemerge and sort of just reclaim the world for what it is. It's ours. Uh, and I love that. I love that idea, and I love that uh, you know, the sort of bravery to kind of say, like, hey, yeah, you know, we used to just go to these clubs to enjoy ourselves, and now we can't, because it's just assholes in you know civilization have decided that you know they want to push us back well no we're not going to and i like it and the thing is too is you know it doesn't get uh, too heavy on these themes but it sort of infuses them well enough that it blends in with the sound without overcoming it and i think that's what works so well for this album and the track is that it blends in like really important themes that are really relevant to 2017 and uh, you know beyond but also too just that you know keeps it so lighthearted kill still keeps it fun it's not about dampening a mood it's more so about celebration and i think that's kind of uh, something that you know hungry for the riff raps always been like but it just it gets even better in this one so that's uh that track and uh definitely check out that whole album if you have a minute to uh, check it out uh we're gonna move on to lord and uh her um album this year uh, which, uh, melodrama, kind of caught me by surprise But let's just jump into the track here And we'll uh, talk about it in a sec my makeup in somebody else's car
2: We ordered different drinks at the same bars I know about what you did And I want to scream the truth She thinks you love the beach, you're such a damn liar Oh, well, those great whites, they have big teeth Oh, they bite you That you said that you would always be in love But you're not in love, no more Did it frighten you? How we kissed when we danced on the light of floor On the light of floor But I hear sounds in my mind Who shout in my mind? Wake up in a different bedroom I whisper things, the city sings them back to you All those rumors, they have big teeth Hope they bite you Thought you said that you would always be in love But you're not in love
0: Welcome back, everybody, and uh, that is um, sort of the debut. Well, not the debut. Uh, I guess the first track off of Melodrama, the uh, second album from Lord, I believe. Uh, I'm not, honestly, by full admittance, I'm not a huge fan of Lord, but I really like this album. The first uh, album she released, I listened to, it, but I just, I don't know, I felt like maybe, you know. Her being 16 at the time, I couldn't quite relate to uh, what she was singing about. And I felt like it sort of just fell by the wayside for me. But uh, Melodrama, I, I listened to when it came out, and I was just like, floored. I'm like, this is really good. And Greenlight, I think, really just shows a bit of a more mature, more sophisticated sound. Uh, there's still sort of that like young, youthful energy about her that I really enjoy, I guess. But coupled with that sort of sophistication and that uh, maturity in her sound, I think it just works better uh i know some people might have different opinions but uh just by and large uh you know i just i find that i really enjoy talking uh, about her album lately i've just been you know going up to co-workers and friends and just being like yo have you been listening to the new uh, lord album it's so good uh, but yeah i know this uh, track just i it's about breakup like i guess the first major uh breakup in uh lord's life so i think it's you know Obviously, it kind of covers on some themes that, you know, a lot of music touches on, but I think it's sort of that energy that sort of makes it stand out. Um, you know, because when you're talking about breakups, it's easy to, for it to all just sound relatively the same, but she sort of just adds energy in there, and it's kind of both, you know, good and bad and energy-wise, and it's just, all in all, it just meshes together so well. Uh, the whole album as a whole is just great i really enjoy it and again it sort of surprised me because i'm not a huge fan of lord so for me to you know come into it being like "Ah, i wasn't really a fan of the last album but let's see let's give this one a listen and to be utterly shocked and surprised i was like man this is something else so um that's that uh Let's move on to uh, the uh, next track here, which is going to be "High Ticket Attractions" from the New Pornographers, another uh, Vancouver band. Second on this uh, episode, of if you're counting. You, can imagine, if you
2: can,
1: imagine, can imagine all the factions.
0: Welcome back everybody, uh, and that is the new Pornographers High Ticket Attractions off uh, their new album uh, White Out Conditions. Get another great Vancouver band, and I'm not saying I lean towards Vancouver bands, but you know there is partially this kind of thing of you know, a lot of these bands like uh, Japan Droids and uh, Arcade Fire, which we have coming up here i've actually seen a lot of them kind of like well before they started hitting like major u.s tours and stuff like arcade fire was a band i got to see well before uh most people even knew they were really the big thing that they are uh but yeah new pornographers uh their sound is is kind of like largely the same but what i love about it is that like there's always this like inadvertent sort of lyrical complexity to their uh tracks that i don't even think they understand um I guess High Ticket Attractions was sort of written to sort of cover the uh, the sort of anxiety and phobias in the US, you know, after Trump's election, but it wasn't really a, an anti-Trump song. It wasn't really a political song, per se. They were sort of writing it to be more about those anxieties, and I guess, in a sense, it kind of ballooned into this, you know, more politically charged song and you know now you know people are using it you know when whenever they're talking about trump or whatever else but uh you know it's always kind of funny right because it's like you may be speaking about something in a very like lyrically not complex sense but in a sense that you know obviously you mean it one way and then somebody says oh wait this is a trump song anti-trump song and it's like no no, no i'm just talking about anxieties in america but uh i just like the track and the album as a whole it's just it's the new pornographers have always been really catchy. Uh, they take their their music and sort of make it this really interesting kind of catchy songs. And uh, nothing changes with Whiteout Conditions in that sense. It's still a really catchy album with a lot of really energetic tracks. Uh, I think you get again a little bit more lyrical complexity in this album than you would in their past albums. So that's not necessarily a bad thing either. Uh, I mean the thing i do like is that you know because these are you know canadians like myself who are now living in the u.s uh they have a bit more of a kind of more articulated lens to view american life because they're not from america so it kind of makes it a little bit more interesting um yeah and the thing is dude is, you know the mood pornographers are just like really super interesting as a band um you know obviously they sort of they have those like unique Uh, distinct kind of vocals uh, tracks there. And yeah, I think it just works really well for them that, uh, you know, you can ha- sort of have these two sort of voices uh, singing at the same time. I mean, that must be hard. As somebody who actually does perform in a band, uh, mind you, we just do Weezer cover, uh, Weezer cover songs. But, uh, you know, it, it's always hard to kind of get like, any sort of uh, voices lined up in a succession. So uh, really for them to do it uh, on almost every track and album is, is really, uh, really sort of... Uh, a big thing. Also worth noting too that this is sort of their first album without uh, Dan Bajar. Uh, and uh, you know he's such a he was a great influence on the other albums, but I think you know this isn't necessarily worse or better, but it's sort of just like a different uh, new pornographer sound so that's uh, something interesting as well. So uh, that's that for Whiteout Conditions, again, a great album, you should check it out, as with all these albums really. I mean, I wouldn't be putting them on here if I didn't think they were great. Let's move on to uh, The Fleet Foxes' new album, and we'll talk about the track that I play from that album in a sec. back everybody and uh welcome back fleet foxes i guess uh third of may is a very interesting track in the sense that it's a celebration of sorts uh the may 3rd six years ago was when the band uh last released an album think about that six years it's been six years since we've had a fleet foxes album that's extraordinary but yet it's so amazing that the band comes together and um third of may it, it, I think in a way it's almost like a, a bookmark in a sense, you know, to sort of say, hey, from May 3rd, which was the last time we released an album, to now, you know, we've had to endure, you know, some hardships, you know, some things that have made life difficult for us, and I think uh, that's sort of what the track's about is sort of those hardships, whether it be enduring success or um, other things of the sort. Uh, now. I think the uh, Fleet Foxes for me, I guess I'll I'll leave a a little bit of a personal anecdote here. I like to do personal anecdotes, I don't like to do them often because if I don't have one it really doesn't fit I guess and it sort of seems forced but Fleet Foxes is is an important band to me personally. Um, Eons ago uh, I met a woman who, uh, we'll we'll call her Megan. Uh, That's all the all the information you listeners need. Uh, some of you uh, may know more, some of you probably know less, but we'll call her Megan. And I met her uh, sort of in the mid two thousands, uh, and she sort of quickly became my muse in a lot of ways. I mean, I was going in a lot of going through a lot of change in my life. I mean, I was I kind of grew up in a small little farming town. Nothing really much going on in my life. Uh, I sort of felt like a big fish in a small pond. And uh, I, I got this opportunity to go move to the big city to go study for... Uh, study university. And um, before I even moved to Vancouver, which I've lived in uh, for quite a while now, uh, I met Megan. And uh, it was interesting because... Before I moved, she was sort of one of the first people I had ever met, uh, in Vancouver. And, uh, we quickly bonded and fell in love. And, uh, you know, she was such an amazing person to be with. Um, this is kind of difficult to say. I I actually wrote down that I did want to mention this, but it's sort of been something I've been struggling. Like, should I mention this? Um, Megan and I quickly fell in love. And, I mean, we... We sort of became this pair that a lot of people sort of just kind of i think a lot of people just realized that we had that kind of bond that a lot of people just don't always have uh and we were both in university at the time and uh part of us being in university meant that a lot of both of us uh worked quite hard to maintain our lives i mean When you're going to school and living on your own you have to not only focus on going to school but you also have to survive and you have to be making money and so a lot of times i would go to school and then go work at a restaurant job i had or go work at a gas station which i worked at part-time i was working something close to 60 hours a week and going to school as well and so i sometimes just had Not enough time to see Megan. I mean, sometimes I would, you know, uh, see her, you know, for like two... We would have a weekend to ourselves and we would just spend every moment together because we didn't have much other time together. And then other times, you know, we would just have enough time for us to sort of just cuddle together in bed and listen to music. And I just always remember us having, like, music on of some sort. Uh, A lot of the music we listened to was Fighting Enough Country uh she she's from alberta so uh she sort of has that bit of a country twang if you know your uh canadian provinces and uh you know sometimes i wanted to listen to something a little bit more more not country uh i I still like country but not as much as she did um and uh one of the albums we always went back to was fleet foxes uh their sort of debut album there and it was just It was so great to sort of just sit there and listen to Fleet Fox as their debut album and just sort of sit there and sort of lie together. Uh and I think when you're with somebody, you maybe have albums like that where you sort of think, Hey, this is sort of something that we can just lie to and just contemplate our life, uh, and uh, you know, maybe just let something dissolve and something strengthen and I think that was sort of our album in that sense, you know, sort of something we just listen to when we just wanted to be together. Um, So in that time, you know, it's interesting that 3rd of May is about Fleet Foxes' hardships over the past six years, Uh, but in a sense, it's also sort of for me uh, in a way, kind of reflecting on my hardships. Megan is no longer in my life, and I don't really want to get into specifics as to why, but uh, she played an important part of my life, and you know, now listening to a Fleet Foxes album without her, it's a little bit empty and a little bit difficult to do um but i guess in a way it's sort of nice for me to be able to cherish those moments we had and even if i don't have her i still have this album in my life and um it's just important for me to be able to have some things that i remember of her i mean obviously as i get older i'm gonna have new memories and new things to sort of preoccupy my mind but it's still just so fresh for me to have her in my mind of us listening to flea foxes and i think uh, I listen to this album, and I sometimes just get kind of like oddly, really depressed. Kind of like I'm getting it a little bit now. Uh, I, I swear it's not like a like thing that most people would have to worry about, but uh, it's just it's hard sometimes, you know. When you sort of have something that you remember of somebody, and uh, it just comes up, you know, it's kind of natural, I guess. Um, but yeah, Fleet is third of May. It's um, it's interesting. I've been listening to it a lot, and not just because it's a great track, because I think it is a great track, but also because it has a lot of significance for me, uh, knowing that, you know, that's sort of what tied Megan and I together for so long, and to now realize that, you know, we don't, she's out of the equation, but she is still in my life, and she still has this connection to me with Fleet Foxes, and I think anytime I listen to Fleet Foxes, she's instantly going to come to mind, so... Man, uh, I just poured my whole like life out the last decade or so to you guys. Thanks, uh, listeners. Um, As you know, it, it's all on me. I kind of decided I wanted to do this. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a great album. I do think that the track sort of the track and album as a whole has some more optimism to it than helplessness blues or fleet foxes their debut title it's a little more upbeat there is a little bit of sorrowness to it and as i think fleet foxes tend to get a little bit known for but i still think they're just one of the best bands out there in the world and i mean you don't have to necessarily be in a crit mood to listen to them you don't have to be in a sad mood you just have to maybe just sit there and think about your life like i've just done Uh, i think that's that's really all they probably want you to do is sort of think about your life and think about uh, how their experiences maybe reflect with your experiences, and how we could all learn from it, I guess, at the end of the day. So let's take a break from just being, like, extremely intimate and personal and talk about the next uh, track off of, well, the best of 2017. Again, I keep doing this as if it's, like, a track off an album. This is not a track off an album. Uh, this is the next track that we'll be talking about, Electric Blue from Arcade Fire's new album, Everything Now. So we're going to come back and talk about that in a moment. Alright, welcome back everybody, and uh, Electric uh, Blue is sort of uh, the newest track off of Arcade Fire's new album here, Everything Now. Uh, Man, I I love, I love, love Arcade Fire. Uh, I've always sort of really liked their albums and their music, but uh, I just love sort of like the new, well, I guess it's not really a new sound. It's... um, it's kind of like I guess in a way, it's um, the tone sort of kind of harkens back to the Suburbs and Funeral and their other albums, uh, but it's also just so full of like funk and like just great energy. Um, it's got a groove to it. I think like not too many uh, songs out there kind of have a groove like it. So uh, it's kind of more poppy, I guess, than what a lot of people might be expecting. Uh, and the thing is, too, is like I guess Arcade Fire has always been more of an arc, uh, indie kind of like rock band sound but they kind of like are on the verge of being pop and I think this is like more full blown pop. And th- you know that's not a bad thing I mean obviously we think of pop as like popular music but it's not always that it's just a sound it's like really kind of like a lighthearted, fun groovy sound and I think sometimes it's uh it's great to have uh tracks like that it's not overly complicated but man it's just like so fun like honestly like i've just been catching myself dancing to the arcade fire album uh just lately just because it's like it's just so much fun like i actually uh funny enough like a lot of these uh these uh albums i actually just bought on vinyl just because i love vinyl and i love the sound of it but uh the first like the probably the one i've listened to the most is probably everything now from arcade fire just because it's just so funky and fun and it's like it's one that like you know unlike say crack excuse me crack up by uh Fleet foxes i have a lot of fun re-listening to it all the time so it's great um yeah that's it for uh, everything uh now it's a great album just you know You don't have to listen on vinyl. I'm not saying you have to, uh, but, man, if you can get it on vinyl, you have a vinyl player, do listen to it. And it's one that, like, if you have, like, a girl or boy over and you just want to have fun with them, putting on this album, you could do a lot worse than that. Uh, We're going to cover the last uh, track here that I want to talk about today, and that's I'm Not Ready to Way by Feist. So we're going to hop into that track here. We're going to come back and talk about it in just a moment. All right. Talk to you guys soon. So, this is the final track I wanted to talk about today, and it's I'm Not Running Away by Feist. Oh man, such a great album. Uh, Feist, uh, I love her vocals. It's just so sort of energetic, um, and in a way kind of, I don't know. I mean, it's almost like she she's pop, but she also sort of has like sort of a tinge of pain behind her lyrics. And I think this album, uh, "Pleasure," just on a whole, it's sort of about that. I guess, uh, you know, sort of like these really emotion emotional songs, sort of uh, with her just kind of like trying to be as poppy as kind of she can be without it. You know, because she doesn't obviously want it to get too downtrodden. I think. You'll notice that with a lot of the uh, albums and tracks that like is that you know there's sort of lyrical complexity to it, but it's not necessarily dragging the song down. You can just listen to it without that sort of lyrical basis and just sort of enjoy it as just a great sounding uh, album and track. So I think that sort of works here. Uh, you know, and the the songs on the record sort of just change like just tonal and it's just super interesting to hear her say. Kind of, like, have a different meaning behind each for messages. Um, yeah, and uh, it, it's, you know, uh, funny enough, you know, uh, Feist, actually, I said there was three uh, bands, Arcade Fire being the third one, but there's also, I guess, technically a fourth, because Feist, uh, Leslie Feist, uh, was actually born in Nova Scotia, so uh, east coast of Canada... Uh, But uh, moved to L.A. as a lot of these artists tend to do. Uh, Yeah, and I guess the album as a whole is just talking about this general pain and displeasure in life. And, you know, sometimes we don't know what it is. Sometimes we don't have an answer as to what's bothering us. It just is bothering us. And I like that uh, the album sort of touches on that. And it never gets too specific. It never gets too uh, heavy with its themes. But there is that sort of emotional weight there. So uh, great track and great album. So with that i hope you guys enjoyed this it's a little bit different we're not doing one album so hopefully my thoughts kind of uh you know were there for you guys because i know it's partially why you guys listen right is you want to hear my thoughts on these things uh normally i go for tonal and sort of thematic uh things but uh this one's a little harder to do because uh you know like a lot of times you know when i do this it's sort of based on what uh, the artist has said and sort of interviews they give and we don't in some cases we don't have that with this so uh hopefully you guys enjoyed it uh, it's a bit of an experiment so if you do uh like it please let me know at three at gmail.com let me know what you think of this because i would actually be interested in doing more of this kind of thing maybe uh you know twice a year if you guys uh, will let me but uh either way i would like to hear what you guys think three angry podcast at gmail.com not dot dot com uh t-h-r-e-e uh angry dot And, uh, also too, let me know if there's any albums you would like to do with me here. Um, I know, uh, one listener suggested one that I think I'm going to do next week. I I don't want to say what it is, but, uh, you know was listening and said hey you know if you listen to these albums you probably listen to this and i was actually like yeah i do uh so we'll do that one next week i'm not going to say what it is i want to keep it a bit of a surprise it's a great album though uh so we're going to come back next week but a little bit back to regular format i know some people have liked uh the change in format uh hopefully you like this one this week but uh you know if you kind of just prefer just me talking about the themes of a singular album next week will be perfect for you so we'll see you guys next week hope you enjoy let me know what you think uh remember to subscribe on itunes as well sorry i'm just about to go and i realized yeah you should do that rate and review uh let me know what you think all right thanks guys bye for now